0: This this is Brock and Song. Brock Hewitt is my hero. Jay computer just punched me in the kidney. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports. We're going to do you our manager. do not really work that way, Sherm. This is a show that has my name it's on not, it. it. It kind of does. Though. Brought to you by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard.
1: Now here are your hosts. Brock Ewart and Mike Salk.
2: Hello. All
0: right. Final hour of our morning here on Brock and Salk. Then we'll make way for Bump and Stacy to step in. And then, of course, Wyman and Bob and the Mariner baseball tonight. And uh, we'll see if Logan Gilbert can get this thing going back in the right direction after a tough loss yesterday. Uh, it's always fun. I, we do this a lot on Tuesdays. It's sort of been our uh, almost regular Tuesday thing to play a little buy or sell. And there's some really good questions today. So, Maura, what do we have today for buy or sell? Oh, yeah. Get into the beat. Get into the groove. Sorry.
3: I'm trying to get myself organized here. Okay. All right. I don't have the drops yet, guys.
2: We're going to be
0: dropped Taco for yourself. Okay.
3: No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We can you just go back to Passon's quote. I've already gotten a few texts. Not a moaner.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Let's not go back to that. Never mind. I'm that okay.
0: went south fast. We're gonna be doing moaners ranked uh, coming up in.
3: Okay. Nine forty-five. <laughs> um. Well. But
0: more like Mona's, like uh, from like uh, what was the woman Mona from? Uh, so like- uh, 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 the Tony Danza show no, uh, who's the or boss? Moana. Yeah. Or Moana yeah. Well
3: earlier in the show you oh. stood by your stance But now you got lectured by Passan We've heard yeah. Morosi yeah. say it yeah. We've seen Bradford Doolittle, David Schoenfeld say it I don't care Are you buying the Rangers <laughs> yet? Nope, not at
0: all <laughs>
3: Not buying <laughs> oh, the Rangers Oh my god, you're so stubborn
0: Yes I'll buy it when they win <laughs> the oh, this. Nope,
3: got that one Yeah, yeah. you're
0: forcing to buy I'm it I'm trying no. to yeah, so, You're buying whether you like it or I buy nothing All right Nope. Not buying the what Rangers it yet. It's what point, still.
2: After the All-Star game?
0: No. I won't buy them until mid-August. Mid-August. Give me, if they're still doing this, and once it gets hot. Like You're I just going
3: to be on your island wrong. Yep. Okay. Let's talk in mid-August. We'll
0: Let's talk in mid-August, <laughs> September. Let's right. talk then. Mid-August, September 1st. Somewhere it's in that because range. because
2: you don't think out of all things, our pitching is the most.
0: Let's That's talk true. between August 15th okay. and September okay. 1st. We'll see where the Rangers Move are on. at.
2: Moving on. Go ahead, Morris. Sorry, I But I'm selling. It. Right now.
3: All right. Uh, suspended Lions wide receiver. Jameson Williams says he wasn't aware of the NFL's gambling policy by herself.
0: Well, I believe it's possible that he didn't know it. I don't believe that it's possible that he shouldn't have known it and that it wasn't taught to him. Right, I mean, like Thanks. you hear this from people all the time, like, "Oh, well, I never learned that." Like, well, it, it happened while you were in school. The teacher taught it. You just weren't paying any attention and didn't learn it or didn't remember it. That doesn't mean that y- you weren't taught. Whatever the case uh, may be. And in this, in this version of this, no, I don't believe him. He was absolutely. Everyone else in was the back taught.
1: Road.
2: He was too. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay.
3: Other okay. people see
2: sold. I got one for you then. Okay. Now that we know the finals are all set. Mm. The lower seed mm. wins the Stanley Cup and NBA.
0: Fans. So that would be Miami and Florida winning, both, both of them winning? Both four teams. Yeah, I think they both lose.
2: Both so, lose. Well, back
0: I think you want to take my basketball prediction with at least five grains of salt <laughs> since I've not watched one second of the NBA this year or the playoffs. So I don't have a clue, but I read sometimes that there's a guy named Jokic yeah, or something on Denver, he's and he's good. pretty good.
3: Yeah, the Nuggets <laughs> are... Yeah, they're pretty awesome.
0: So I'm going to assume that Denver wins their first championship. It's the first time they've ever been even relevant in my lifetime. Yeah. And then, uh, did you know that they're only on like half the televisions in Denver? Oh, they're yeah. all on
2: Comcast.
3: It's, it's been, what? I feel like sometimes you hear about these battles between Comcast and that, but this has been going on since I lived there. This has been a year's long thing. The
0: Nuggets aren't on Comcast? Are you is kidding altitude me?
3: Comcast can't reach an agreement.
0: Oh my God, that is insane! That's nuts. i would never heard. I can't believe yeah. that's the case. Anyway. Uh, no, I think Vegas afar. wins, and I think uh, Denver wins. So put your money on Miami and Florida. Oh, there we go.
3: All right. Uh, Frank Saravali of the Daily Faceoff uh, teamed up with AFP Analytics uh, to predict the top 50 free agent contracts in the mm-hmm. NHL. Carson Soucy's was a three-year $7.5 million deal by yourself bringing him back to the Kraken on Sell.
0: That. I am not doing that.
3: I know you're not a fan. I figured so that. Would not, be the
0: I, if, if there was a cheap deal to be had for Susie, like I think he did mature as a player over the course of this year. Credit to Dave Hackstall for the coaching and everybody else who had a hand in that. And credit to him. He got better. I just don't know whether there's enough upside in a bottom defensive, you know, a bottom defensive pairing, right? He's going to be your fifth or sixth defenseman. I don't know whether that would be worth seven and a half million dollars. It's not huge money, but it's not nothing either. And so I think you could probably find room to do that another way.
2: Move to the
3: NFL.
2: Go on. No, again. Okay. Move to the NFL. Selling. Yep. Selling. Um, with all the additions made to the offense this year and in the second year of the offensive line. Geno Smith repeats his 4,000-plus passing yard season in twenty twenty four. Oh, I'll buy that. I think he can absolutely do
0: that, assuming he stays healthy. And that's a, that's going to be an interesting question last year. Geno was really healthy last year. Uh, and I don't know what that looks like in, in year two, right? That's one of those things that I think we became somewhat – Spoiled, right? Because Russ was always healthy until all of a sudden he wasn't, and then Gino was really healthy last year. So that—that's my one sort of question mark, and the only thing that would keep me from buying this outright. Other than that, I, I think within—I do think their offensive line will be better. I think their offense will be better in general. I think they've added another really significant weapon, and I don't think there's any reason if he's healthy that Gino can't throw for four thousand yards.
2: Mm-hmm. Wondering if they're going to lean on the running game a lot more.
0: Yeah, it, it won't matter. He'll still have opportunities enough to throw like that. Especially right. if they get into some shootouts because they can't stop anybody defensively.
2: Yeah, that's a good point.
3: <laughs> All right, sticking with the Seahawks, we have uh, DK Metcalf on Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharpe Show Undisputed last week issuing a uh, a challenge to finally do a race with Tyreek Hill.
2: We've been trying to come to an agreement for two years. just ain't worked out. You see me running the track meet. I didn't race against no thirty year olds, but <laughs> I race against some real track and field athletes. So whenever you want to do that and hop on the track, what are the know. issues? Why why can't you come to an agreement? Um, to they they trying to do it during July. That's um, that's too close to the season. Yeah, exactly.
3: Hmm. Are you buying or selling DK beating Tyreek Hill in a foot race? I love DK. <laughs> do we know how long,
2: by the way? It's just a forty yard dash.
0: I don't think I think it would have to be a hundred. Would be my guess because it's like a track meet. Yeah,
3: I mean that's what DK ran at the right.
0: So it's okay. probably going to be in a hundred meter, right? I gotta tell you, I love DK Metcalf, and he's a blast to watch.
1: <laughs>
0: and I, I I think he's a physical freak and a marvel, and I should never bet against him. I I, I, I don't know, man. So in selling. the back row, <laughs> I, think I think I would have to sell that. Sorry. Sorry, I think I would have to.
3: Tyree kills forty.
0: I don't care. Four two nine.
3: Four two nine.
0: Yeah, I'm selling that. Sorry, DK, I love you, but I'm selling.
3: I mean, there's he did really well against uh, some smaller guys in his Olympic qualifier, but Tyree Kill just built more like a sprinter, and he's
0: dude, he's so fast. He's He's so fast. Sorry, I I love you, DK. Again, I did like
3: that shot. What Tyree Kill posted a video of him racing. Is it like Antonio Brown? Maybe Chad Johnson, Antonio Brown, some some older guys. Yeah, some so old guys. Like, I wasn't racing 30-year-olds. <laughs> right, yeah.
0: I mean, good for you. Get back at him, But I don't know. I I, I think I, I as much as I don't like
2: it, I think I'd have to take Tyreek Hill. Sorry. Sorry, DK. My bad. Time for one more quick one? Yeah. Okay. Now that we've talked passing about it, I'm going to amend my question just a little bit. George Kirby and Julio, the only two All-Stars for the Mariners. I think they get one more. I think Castillo
0: Sold makes it. in the back row. Okay. Yeah, I think they get a second pitcher. Whether, yeah, I, I think they get... Either a second pitcher, maybe Kelnick in some weird world. Do they still do that fan vote thing at the end where like you get to vote for one more? Remember that's how Gene Segura got in there yeah, and all that. Yeah, that if Sam they have Segura, that, that yeah. would give them an opportunity to. Fan base here does a really good job with stuff like that. So just because Brock's not here, sold
2: in the back oh, row. Dang it! Oh. Where
0: did it go? Come on, play me Brock's country song. Why
2: didn't I have it? I thought that was my. I thought that was it. It was funny being it. Oh, uh, here we go. Uh, there you go. Thank you. Needed that. Anybody <laughs> wanted to
0: have that? I
3: thought we could not use it today since he wasn't
0: here. We went to <laughs> sing along uh, fireworks night on Friday night with the kids. It's just funny. I mean, my kids are singing along. They love it. They love the you know aha take on me and Wonder Avery Wall. was you know loves Wonderwall. She's singing. And then the last song was or the last two songs were uh, I got friends in low places and country roads. My kids have no idea what that is. Oh no! Like not country even roads little even. Yeah, they didn't know either song at all. Zero. Was the, I think that was the loudest sing-along of the night. Oh, I'm sure it was. Neither neither kid had any idea what that was. That's <laughs> so, bad. All right. Good stuff. That's a little buy-sell. Uh, we will do some ranking coming up here in 35 minutes. It's Brock and Salt. Give you everything you need to know next. need to know.
1: Fifteen minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk.
0: Here's what you need to know. Up first. All losses stink in baseball, but they're just magnified when they come against the Yankees, and even worse, when their star does what Aaron Judge did yesterday. Here's
2: the payoff. Swing and it's hammered out to the foul pole in left field, screaming, and it hits off of something fair and gone. It was absolutely torched by Judge. I'm not sure if that hit off the foul pole or if it hit off of the facade of Edgar's porch. But it was smoked. First home run Bryce Miller has given up this year. 117 off the bat of Aaron Judge. 378 the distance. And it's a 3-1 Yankees lead. Wow.
0: Yeah, Bryce Miller did not pitch well yesterday. I wonder if that home run shook him a little bit. First one he's given up in the pros, first time he's seen it, and it wasn't just a home run, as you heard. An an 117-mile-an-hour missile that nearly dented the left-field foul pole. I wonder whether or not that affected him. Now, Scott said very clearly that he is a pretty, um, well, he takes things in
1: stride. No, and Bryce will be, yeah, hit my fastball. What are you going to do? He's got a fastball. He's got a really good fastball. He's going to continue to throw his fastball. Tonight, he just didn't get it in the right spots, and they put some good swings on it. That's it. You know, it happens. You're going to get hit around in this league a little bit. The best pitchers in this league get hit around a little bit.
0: That's what happens tonight. Well, and certainly he saw it on Friday with George Kirby, and we saw it not too long ago with Luis Castillo. So he's been around to see, you know, a couple of Cy Young contenders get whacked around pretty good. So hopefully this is just a blip on the radar screen. He gets back to doing what he's been doing because you got game two tonight. Nestor Cortez goes for the Yankees. Yes, he was very briefly a Mariner and had a great year last year with his sub three ERA. Uh, Not so much this year. It's uh, doubled. In fact, it's a 5.3 ERA heading into the game tonight tonight, so he's come crashing back to earth. Logan Gilbert goes for the M's. Here's the second thing you need to know. Finals set now in both the NBA and the NHL. And uh, both will feature a team from Miami. Of course, in the NHL, it's the Florida Panthers, the eight seed, who have just kept on winning. And they cruised, basically, after a first-round win over Boston. Get all the way now to the Stanley Cup final. And they will meet... The Las Vegas Knights, who finally took care of business last night, eliminated Dallas and will move on to their second Stanley Cup final in the last few years. Meanwhile, in the NBA, it's another eight seed from Miami. The Heat, who take care of Boston in Game 7, in Boston no less, but avoid becoming the first team in NBA history to give up a 3-0 lead and lose a series. Charles Barkley mostly just disgusted with the Celtics.
1: Jimmy Butler, first half. Give me your impressions of what he's been able to do. He's got 11. I thought he was good, but I got to say something, man. Why are you dumbass
2: selfishly making my head hurt? Ernie, let me tell you something.
1: Glad I asked you about Jimmy Butler. I know, I but I, I, I can't let it go, man. I because
2: it's, it's so bad to watch him play. There's no ball movement. There's no body movement. And it's just frustrating to watch the team with this much talent just play stupid.
0: A couple of texts suggesting that maybe Charles had a vested interest in the Celtics winning. I don't know. I certainly would never presume to comment. To so. he, he has been known to occasionally partake in that part of life. Here's the third thing you need to know. All right, a couple of updates. Uh, let's start with Jared Kelnick, who smashed into the wall last night trying to take away a home run. It didn't look good.
1: Yeah, he hit his neck. Uh, heck of an effort. He almost got to that ball. Um, their guy's a little bit taller. Otherwise, Jared probably would have caught it. Their guy did. But, uh, you know, heck of an effort. Plays hard every inning. He does not take pitches off. And that's what we love about him.
0: All that is true, but it did look ugly the way his neck kind of got compressed into the wall. Uh be interesting to see whether or not he's in the game today with a lefty on the mound. Uh, a couple other updates. Let's see. Uh, Shannon Dreher, our own, had an update on uh, Andres Munoz. Said it was great to see him at the park over the weekend. The arm's feeling good. Set to start a rehab assignment in Tacoma getting closer to a return so all good news there and that's been a lot longer than anybody expected I don't know if I could say the same for Jim Mueller's update on Dylan Moore uh, she wrote that he said he was feeling okay made a play the other night that led to discomfort didn't feel great in yesterday's game but is encouraged he feels better today hmm Core injury, man. They have these tendencies to have more setbacks, right? We saw it with Mitch Haniger, and we've seen it with others over the years. You got to wait long enough to really let them heal. You got to wait even longer than you think. Hopefully, he's done that, and this is just a, a step along the way, part of the process. That's everything you need to know.
2: We do that quarter past every hour. Oh man! I'm sorry. I just marveling last night at Aaron Judge. I think it's like 11 total bases. I know. And uh, yeah, took away four. <laughs> just <laughs> was that what that, I turned the game
0: off at that point? That would have been a grand slam. No, I'm saying f- four, bases, four, oh, four bases for oh four bases. I was yeah, gonna yeah, say yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. I'm there wasn't saying, anybody on when he like that game. That home run wasn't gonna bring them back into the game, right? I mean, like they were pretty significantly out of it. I will admit, I I turned it off at some point and and was watching uh, a little TV with Heather. So yeah, sitting no, outside it, though,
3: it just felt like it was unnecessary right. pain, but it did not yeah. feel like, oh, darn, they were still in it. At that point, to me, I don't know how you
0: felt. Justin. It was just a little insult to injury, yeah. like, was, oh, yeah. and by the way, I'm going to rob Teoscar of a home run just because. Yeah. Yep. yeah, thanks a lot. Aaron did you
3: see judge. them tweeting at each other about that? Yeah,
0: I saw the why. What did judge write back? Yeah, he did. Oh, cause? He
3: said he saw enough, he's seen enough of those fly He'll over, fly his, over head his head that he, he thought it was okay to grab. Sounds Brother, right. I've seen you hit plenty of home runs over my head over the years. I can have just one.
2: <laughs> Funny.
0: <laughs> All right, well, coming up next, since last night kind of Stunk. Uh, I don't think it should take away from what we saw over the weekend and a moment that has a possibility, anyway, of being galvanizing. We'll discuss next. Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710 this hour, brought to you by 3010 Weight Loss for Life.
3: This, this is Brock and Salk, powered
0: through the Alaska Airlines Studio, back in mornings from 6 to 10 on
3: Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app.
0: I was thinking of you guys, uh, Justin, more of both of you. I'm going to the doctor today, the doctor's appointment. Okay. Makes that always makes me think of you. No, uh, you I'm get going a to bunch the Bunch do- of annoying texts that you're mad about. Huh? No. the Reminders. That's my dentist. No. Okay. The doctor does do something else that sort of drives me crazy, which is, and I remember this from the last time. They ask you to check in ahead of time, like online, and fill out a bunch of forms online, and then when you get in there, they ask do you the same it. damn yeah. things, and yeah. I'm just like, I'm not doing it this time. I learned last time that that's complete garbage, that it didn't matter, and that was just wasted effort. So, say, fool me once. Yeah,
2: didn't you also say you didn't want to be weighed last time?
0: Well, that's what I was going to get to. That's Ah, what I was thinking about you guys. Because remember, we had that whole conversation about not wanting to be weighed. I refused. I went to the doctor, and they said, okay, if you mind stepping up on the scale. And I said, no, (laughs) I won't do it. I'm not stepping on the scale. I prefer not to. And my mom had told me about that, and Heather had told me that. Like, both of them had said, like, hey, you don't have to get weighed. So I asserted my uh, my right as a patient to not be weighed, and they said, okay. Now, I think they got back at me because then they, they took my height, <laughs> and they dropped it by an inch. Because I've always been 5'10", and when I went, the woman said 5'9". And I think she was trying to get back at me. Or you're shrinking. Yeah, I think she was trying to get back at me. How dare you? I think she was trying to get back at me for not choosing to be weighed. So anyway, today, going to the doctor, definitely going to get
2: weighed. They come in, you're already on the scale. (laughs) I'm just going to be like, (laughs) what do you think? I'm here. I'm on the scale. I'm ready to go. Definitely gonna take the belt
0: off, shoes off. Like I'll do all that. Smart. Right. I mean you don't wanna you don't wanna let them weigh the belt. Weigh in like a UFC fighter if they're flexing. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be doing I think like I think sho- I
3: stepped on there with my coat and purse on before.
0: What? Well, all right. I mean, like you're in a different
2: <laughs> speaking of flexing. Yeah, seriously. The
0: humble, no, I just don't really humble care humble what brag. they I don't care Jeez. what
3: they think. I...
2: <laughs> you don't <laughs> care at like, all? What's that like? yeah, that
0: sounds nice. you know you know who doesn't care what they think? Really thin people. No. people who are in good shape definitely don't care what the doctor thinks about their weight because they're not going to get lectured about how you need to lose some weight once you actually get into ooh, 210. Jeez, Mike, uh, are you eating better? Have you thought about cutting down on the drinking? I guess I have you thought about lowering that your cholesterol? Yeah. Right. So you don't have to worry about the lecture that's coming. Thankfully, with the East Side Weight Loss Clinic, we're good to go. <laughs> this is not just a ten-minute commercial. I might get a high five
3: instead of a lecture. I
0: might get a high five. That's exactly right. But you don't know what I'm going to the doctor for, so no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, many How
2: many drinks do you have? And You're like, oh, I don't know. Like you always lie, right? Like, like yeah, drinks. Three, nah, three or four? Oh, three or that. four a week—that's not bad. You're yeah. like, Oh, we're talking about
0: week. <laughs> totally, three or four a week. Yes. So absolutely. three or four beers.
2: Oh, we're counting beers too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, I uh, I'm going to the doctor later today, so I can uh, I can weigh in officially and not feel guilt about it, which is kind of exciting. Uh, in the meantime, I know yesterday was sort of a bummer, just a, a, a lousy way for that Mariner, you know, run to come to an end right before we were going to show up here and go to work today. But I do think it was worth going back to Sunday because what they accomplished was pretty awesome, right? Marco pitched a good game, which they needed, and then you end up blowing it. Topa just, I don't know, he's been kind of up or down recently. And then uh, you get to the 10th, and Taylor Sassato got himself in all kinds of trouble, right? You got bases loaded, two outs. He did have two strikeouts already. He comes up with the clutch third strikeout. And just a cool moment for a local guy. It was
2: really cool. You know, obviously you come to these games as a kid, you see that, and then you get to live in that moment. It was just like those emotions just kind of came out of me, and I was super excited to just be in there and obviously get keep my team in the, in the
1: game, and it was great.
2: It's kind of
0: cool how the modern athlete is so much more emotional than the athletes of yesteryear. Like, they're just so much more willing to say stuff like that. And I don't just mean the mental health stuff. That's great. I saw, you know, Cliff and Big Ray and, you know, there's a bunch of guys in baseball. I mean, like the whole idea of talking about your mental health has become a huge part of of sports in general, which is great. As the as the husband of a therapist, I think that's amazing. But just even hearing things like, oh, yeah, the emotion started coming out of me when I was out on the mound there. Like, I think that's great. And I feel like those are the things we never used to get. That's awesome. It can swing both ways because not only was he emotional – but the crowd adds a lot to it. And when they start getting on you in the 10th, I thought that was a big part of how the Mariners were able to win that game. Scott
1: agreed. You mentioned it in our crowd today. You really feel it in these games. We felt it in the past. Like when our crowd gets behind us and it's late, you, know, the, the, you feel that the, the pressure and what they're able to put on the opposing team is awesome to see. And our guys really feed off that as well. So uh, matter um, if you're on the mound or in the batter's box, uh, it helps. And we certainly felt the crowd today. And that's good.
0: It also helps that they put themselves in the position, right? You end up, you have the lead, you know, the ghost runner on second, and you move them over, and you put, a, put them in a bind. You force the other team to make some difficult decisions. Anyone else a little bit surprised that they decided to pitch to Julio and not to Kelnick in that spot? I was listening to yeah. the game. Julio already had a couple of hits on the day. Now, obviously, it worked. They pitched to Julio. He struck out, went chasing. And then they walked Kelnick to get to Suarez. So obviously the Suarez part didn't work out. But a little interesting to me that they would pitch to Julio, but not Kelnick. Now, there's a righty-lefty situation going on there. Maybe that was a part of it. I don't know know, whether their reliever is much, much better against righties or whatever the case may be. He certainly wasn't so great against Eugenio Suarez a moment or two later. So I don't know whether that was it. But I, I found that to be just like a little like, oh, okay, mental note. Here's the good news, though. Even though they did pitch to Julio and even though it worked, do you think that that having to be that fine, having to deal with that pressure ends up continuing to affect the pitcher so that when he had you know has a moment, takes a break and then has to get right back in and lock in with Suarez, he wasn't able to do it and obviously Eugenio delivered the pitch to Gino swung on a rocket to left field absolutely mashed. See you. Gino! Three rod blast and the Mariners have won it! They've taken the game, they've taken the
1: series! Gino! He's bad at home plate, every
0: teammate waiting for him as he looks to the sky, his arms wide, and he is pummeled at home plate. The celebration is on! Uh, there you go. That's uh, the big walk-off home run. First of the season for that, the Mariners. And it weird. comes two third or a third of the way in. That is so bizarre for a team that has featured so many of those great moments over the course of the last few years. So, all right, let's add it all up. Scott says that the crowd being into it matters. They get their first walk-off. Julio is crushing the ball over his last 10 games, best war in baseball during that time. This could be the turn. This could be the moment where they start doing the things that we've been waiting for them to do. And I know what you're saying. Oh, but Mike, the next day they went out and got slaughtered by the Yankees. I know. I know. I understand. Baseball's not linear. You might be right. This might not actually be the start of something. But I mentioned this earlier, and some of the teams that I've watched that have had those galvanizing moments, it doesn't always mean that the next day is when everything takes off because baseball is not dictated that way. You, Your whole team can lock it in and now be ready to go and concentrating and focus more now than ever. But if the other guy shoves that night, oh, well. Right. And you were
2: right last year after the, after the brawl, they lost the next day.
0: They lost the next day. Yeah. And then they went on a crazy run. And you know it's funny, go back to the you know, everyone will just get mad at me, but the O four Red Sox, which is probably the team that I watched as closely as any team in my lifetime, they had a couple of those galvanizing moments. One with the Arod and Veritek fight and the other right after the uh right after the trade deadline when they traded Nomar. And both times it, it didn't it didn't click in right away. It took a little time because baseball baseball really is nonlinear. I do feel like this team is starting to come together. They're still not perfect. There's still going to be some challenges. I still think they're going to need to do something in the next two months to improve their lineup, but they are starting to look like the Mariners, and the biggest part of that is just Julio. If Julio is Julio, which he's now been for the last two weeks, it's a completely different roster. It's a completely different lineup. It changes everything. All of a sudden, you've got the guy who makes it all go making it all go. Instead of flailing helplessly at the plate. Now, I always figured this would happen eventually. I don't know whether Passan thought that there were people out here thinking Julio was going to be bad forever. They weren't. They were just trying to figure out how to get him going well again. Turns out the answer is just let him hit to right field a few times. And once he did, he was able to hit to all fields and become Julio Rodriguez again. So that that is the
2: game changer.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You like him hitting third?
2: I like him hitting back-to-back with Kalnick. I don't know if it's necessarily third feels like the right spot. What So if you're designing this lineup now, now that Julio's sort of gotten it going again, mm-hmm. you put him back in the leadoff spot? I don't know. JP's really been taking a lot of walks, mm-hmm. hitting the ball really hard. I'd put him second. Okay. I
0: don't know if
2: I'd put him back in the leadoff right now. So
0: now you're going to go JP, Julio, because I tend to agree with you. That's what I would do. You're going to back Kelnick third mm-hmm. and then Ty France fourth. And Suarez, I'd still leave
2: it. No, I'd put Teo five and Suarez six right now based on the way that's been going.
0: Okay. Yeah, throw Cal in there those depending on yeah. where it is. And
2: yeah, yeah, I think I'm kind of
0: with you on that. And that would probably be my preferred uh, lineup. I, I don't know whether he goes that way. And it's not like Ty France is this traditional cleanup hitter or anything like that, but that's not really the way baseball works anymore. No, but he has that club in the bag. Yeah, like. and he can just keep the line moving and he's just a good hitter. I just, the only reason to move Julio and Kelnick up is to just maybe you're getting them one extra at bat, right? Maybe they get to come up one more time. And I would probably take that opportunity if I could. I understand why you don't want to necessarily have him hitting lead off, and it has been nice with J.P. Crawford up there getting an extra bat and maybe giving Julio a little bit of an opportunity to catch his breath and kind of yeah. see what's going on. Maybe that has been helpful.
2: I don't know, but you, you mentioned a little bit that with, with when they walk. Kelnick, We talked about this after the game. My buddies and I, we we went to celebrate. We went got hot wings, of course. Of course, yes, as as you do. Yeah, went to West Wings in West Seattle. Great spot. And uh, we were talking, I was like, man, do you think that is, as a hitter, there's no better compliment. And I realize what you're trying to do is set up double plays, and I get that there's some situational aspect to that, but they still didn't want to throw to him, And that is... Got to They be. didn't need a double play then. But I'm just saying, you get a ground ball. Like it's easier to get it in, in that scenario. You just put that's what in I thought was weird. Why wouldn't you out?
0: walk Julio and set up a double play? I Thought that too. Like what? That just. I mean, I guess you're concerned Match-ups that he's just going to steal second base, and, sure. and there's really no point. And but you wanted sort of the lefty righty. Had to but, be a confidence boost when you're like, oh, they don't want to throw to me. Yeah, that's right. Oh, it's the first intentional walk of his life, yeah. right? Oh, I don't know or of that, his but... of his major league career. Probably not his life. I'm sure he was Certainly walked not. often before that. But I think of his major league career, it was the first intentional mm-hmm. walk he's had. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was pretty cool. One other thing I noticed on that Julio thing, and then I got uh, something from Wara real quick as well. But um, I was I saw Mike Cameron tweet this over the weekend, and it just sort of jumped out to me. He said he wanted to see the numbers, uh, OPS or batting average or whatever the case may be for players outfielders who make the last out of an inning and then are up first in the next inning essentially does the lo- like the 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 exertion of making a running play
2: oh followed by running into
0: the dugout and then having to get out there with no chance to catch your breath is that affecting guys at the plate? <laughs> Interesting. I think it's a fair question. I don't know the answer to it. I should have asked uh, Passa. Maybe he could do some research on it. And I'm sure somebody out there is figuring that out. But I wonder whether or not that's having any factor. He seemed to think like it would, and obviously he as would an know, yeah. especially as a center fielder who made a lot of sparkling defensive plays. Whether and you now know, it's with challenging the to clock come where up. you
2: can't just take your time up right. there and catch your breath again.
0: That's sort of the point, right? Like everything yeah. has sort of changed a little bit. Hey, Mora, tell me about uh, women of inspiration.
3: Yeah, this is the um, second year in a row that we're partnering with WISE, which is uh, women in sports and events uh, to recognize a, a woman in our community uh, that they call it. They call this the Women of Inspiration Award. So if you know someone that gives their all to sports and events in this community, um, you can go ahead and nominate them at org. That's W O I Uh Last year's winner was Teresa Haney. Mm. Um, she got really uh, got into pickleball and realized that like there just wasn't a lot of access there, there's not a lot of courts and when you do go they're they're full so she uh, started the Seattle Metro pickleball Association okay. so that's uh, helping improve access and advocating so that people of all ages ethnicities people with geographic disparities can all hopefully, jump jump on this movement that's sweeping the nation it is sweeping the nation <laughs> yeah fastest
0: growing sport in the country
3: people love it
0: okay so give me the website again
3: it's uh woi
0: seattle.org all right woi dot good stuff and I appreciate you taking a few minutes to tell us about it so that's where we're at it's time to do a little ranking
1: got a list. Time to put it in order. Fred Duamford's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is Ranked.
0: To be honest, their list was really biased. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Saw. Yeah, top 10 list. I'm not buying that. Ranked. All right, well, we did make a mistake last week. I'm still a little bummed about it. We ranked Things. Thing. And Thing was number one from Adam's Family. Then on Friday, we ranked Hands,
2: and we forgot Thing. Yeah. I think that's kind of a miss. It's, thing still was number one, though. So it still got a gold medal to its name. Right, but because we thought
0: that highly of Thing in terms of a thing, don't you think he at least belonged somewhere in an honorable mention for Hands? It's kind of a
2: miss. I also missed the farm hand. You not did not psyched about that. Yes, of course you did. <laughs> Yes.
0: Yep. Anyway, today with Aaron Judge hitting a couple of home runs and stealing a home run as well, we have to rank judges. Don't worry, he's not on this list. No, he's definitely not even an honorable mention. He gets nothing, not even an honorable mention. Enough. That's how little we think about Aaron Judge. There are some uh, others, though, that we should mention, like uh, Van Halen's Judgment Day. <laughs>
2: I don't know. Oh, <laughs> that's Sammy Hagar too. Oh that's yeah, that's off Front lawful kind of Knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay.
0: Perfect. Uh let's see. You got Judge Joe Brown. He's sort of the uh he's the newest of the TV judges, right? Is he the newest? I think so. Okay. I don't know. I don't follow with that. I mean, the original is Judge Wapner. Got to have him on this mm. list, right? Gotta who's watch. the, who's the watch judge in Night Court? That's uh, Judge Harris Stone. Harry of course, Stone. Harry Stone, judge from Night Court. Yes. Okay. Uh, there's the judge from, uh, oh, what's the name of that show with uh, Paul Reiser? Uh, two dad, two dad, well, my two dads. There's okay. the judge there. She sort of was the one who set everything up. Uh, you got some Tupac. From the dirty
1: tricks,
2: only me. Yes, yes, yes. yeah, <laughs> oh, like judgment. the 90s. Yep. There's that sound in the background, that just every 90s hip hop song to be <laughs> had that. Especially West Coast. Loved it.
1: You can't judge a daughter by looking at the mother. You can't judge a book by looking at the cover. That's Bo Diddley.
2: How about Bo that? Bo Diddley, yes. Bo Diddley. We've had that, we've used that before. I think maybe for. Cover? Did Bo's? We cover? Well, maybe. Bo's Rank? Yo, good text from the. Um, where did it go? The GTO from the five hundred nine Pontiac GTO. The Judge. Is that what it was called? Well, it was it was an options package, but it oh, was really? only on only, yeah only on the I think the 69 GTO. I don't know
0: that. I'll have to look that up later. Being a huge car guy that I am, yeah, true. true. Uh, you got Joe Judge, who was an NFL coach not that long ago. You got Judge Dread. That's Stallone, Judge Dread. I think so. Don't look at me. Oh, hmm. I think that's Sylvester Stallone. You got Judge Reinhold. Of course. Famously. Yeah, it was by the way. Yeah. It was? Yep. There was the movie The Judge a few years ago. You got Judge Jeannie Pirro. I mostly just <laughs> like the impression of Jeannie Pirro by Susie like Strong.
2: Oh, go ahead and judge me, Colin. But I'm proud to be a small-town girl who grew up on an airport tarmac. <laughs> She's spilling wine everywhere on Weekend Update. That
0: that impression is so spot on, it's almost not funny. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, it's so good and it's so accurate that there's almost like, geez, I don't even know if this is funny. It's just perfect.
2: It's very so, good. All right, well, let's do the top five. We got some, we got some texters getting oh, you into do? the dad jokes here. Winona Judge. Judge. Yeah. Like that. Good. Okay. Dutch Schmales. Yeah, we got... Oh. I don't want to spoil it because I know you got Judge Smales, for
0: sure. Yes. I mean, he gets an honorable mention. That probably should have been higher on the list, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. That's sort of a miss. Mm-hmm. We did this one a little last minute. <laughs> no. Judge Smales. We don't ever do this last minute. Number five. I'm going with on. Underrated Method man song.
2: Love that song.
0: I do, too. I'd forgotten all about it Really? about 15 minutes ago. Oh, it's a great, great song.
3: Tupac and Methaman are the only things saving this ranked...
2: Oh. oh. Alright. Uh, that's just number five, it. I'm and, really, aren't you I'm, happy we had these honorable mentions? I'm really upset about the Judge
0: Smells thing. I've never
3: thing. heard of most of the other ones. The Judge Smells thing is gonna
2: have me like in my
0: head all the rest of the day. Number four, another uh, rap band associated, Onyx.
2: <laughs> Along with some um, screaming. Yeah, that's Onyx
3: and Biohazard. I can't that I really Biohazard. knew much else besides Slam from Onyx. Well,
0: so here's the thing. So Judgment <laughs> Night is a movie with Emilio Estevez, but it's not a good movie and nobody's ever seen it. The soundtrack, when it came out in like 93-ish, featured every song was by a rock band and a rap band together. And uh, it was somewhat groundbreaking at the it. time. Yeah, they sort of made all of that happen. There's like Sonic yeah, did, Youth and Cypress Hill. Didn't
3: sound as harmonious as like uh, no. Jay Z and Lincoln Park. No. It, well,
0: it was the you know it was the precursor.
3: Okay. There is
2: no Jay Z and Lincoln
3: Park if there's <laughs> yeah. no Judgement yeah, okay. Night.
2: There's no Judgement Night without Run D M C and Aerosmith. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, none of that exists without Run D M C and Aerosmith. Yeah. But. And then eventually you got Anthrax, Anthrax crossing over sure. as well, and Body Count, and all of that, but. Yeah, they tried to really Limp force the issue. DMX? Well, that's what I was saying. You don't get <laughs> Limp Biscuit, You don't
2: get, you know, a Kid Rock. Like, none of that exists without judgment. And it sounds like the soundtrack, it, it was great idea in theory on paper. And then you get on No, there's a some good hazard. songs. There okay. are some good songs.
0: There are, like, three or four very good songs. The one with Faith No More and the Booyah Tribe is actually pretty good. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, there's a few others. All right. Number three. <laughs> number three. Um... She wasn't the first to do it, but I think she sort of was the best to do it.
1: You have to find something else to do with your time constructively, other than make children who are going to grow up with no moral compass like their mother. <laughs> Judgment for the plaintiff in the amount of five thousand dollars. That's yeah. all.
3: <laughs>
2: That's Judge Juice Smackdown. Of yeah.
3: Do you know what her net worth is?
0: Oh, I can only imagine.
3: $140 dollars. Oh.
0: <sighs> what a life!
3: She's got, got like <sighs> baseball player money.
0: Oh yeah, come I in. <laughs> Well, because it's all syndicated, right? She wasn't even getting paid by a network. Like I think like they just sold that directly
2: forever. to stations.
0: My God. Yeah, been on forever. Easiest gig in the world, too, right? What's happening? All right. Well, that's just <laughs> uh, a little
2: office space. That is not Mike Judge no. himself. But, but my uh, judge is Mike Judge
0: is number two on this list. takes
2: so much of what I've, my humor was growing up. So Beavis and but- Butthead. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, King of the Hill Mm -hmm. what's the other TV show uh, a couple years ago Silicon Valley Office Space Idiocracy Idiocracy. and a few others thrown in there along the way Mike Judge's career is pretty incredible yes and the fact that he's kind of done it all right I mean he's been a writer mostly but he's done voices he's done a little bit of acting I mean and he just kind of nails it with whatever he does it's like
2: it always works and the revivals are good like normally those don't really work. I liked the I loved the Beavis of Butter Revival I liked the Mania Hill Revival. Yeah, Mike Judge
0: is a winner. He's just straight yeah. funny and give him a lot of credit. He's number two on this list. He would be number one were it not for one of the best movies of all time. Come with me if you want to live.
1: It's okay,
3: Mom. He's here to help.
0: That, of course, being Terminator 2. Judgment
3: Lots Day. Lots of Terminator. In yeah. Judgment
0: Day. Yes. I'm happy T2, that. t two so good. We were talking about it over the weekend. Special effects still hold up today, man. They
2: still look good today.
0: That opening scene, the chase scene, too, with mm-hmm. the motorcycle. And but
2: that scene. L.A. Right, River. The you want to live scene. The elevator. Oh, like, when she first sees his face. Yeah.
0: And she's just petrified in slow motion. Very good. It's pretty great.
2: R.I.P. Edward Furlong. But you notice one judge not on this list for good reason. Who, Aaron? Doesn't deserve it. Forget that guy. Maybe Stinks. He, maybe if he did something. Maybe he's going to go for Fortnite. <laughs>
0: I'd be happy with that oh yeah salt give me helmet and house of pain just another vi- that one was pretty good too there were some good songs on that soundtrack all right we gotta go bump and stacy are coming in next we'll be back tomorrow morning at 6 a.m until then the hay is in the barn see you everybody
1: this is the chopper